And here we are, Blueies and Shoeies. We're back with a unfamiliar face, uh, Dwight Eaglehoff uh, joining your favourite, Paul Perucci. Dwight, thank you for joining us, mate. Nah, it's good to be here. Weird South African accent with a Kiwi twang. It'll yeah. uh, it'll be good. But no, why, thanks for having why, me along. Why are you here? A uh, bit of a nose when it comes to rugby. I talk, talk all to things you. rugby. All things rugby. So what and we're going to do, we... yeah, and what we're going to do, obviously, for for everyone listening, is we're going to uh, preview each of the sort of top eight teams, really, in the world. Uh, maybe a little bit disrespectful to uh, the Japans and the like, who are certainly allowed to um, have a few shocks in this World Cup, um, or maybe not shocks uh, in this day and age. But what we're going to do is give a quick run through for each team and our predictions as to where they're going to go. So a quick overview on each team, what we believe are, are their strengths and weaknesses, um, key players to watch out for, um, and then our predictions, which will have a dirty shoey on the line. Um, so Dwight will have to get down and dirty, no doubt, at some point, unless he uh, magically predicts uh, everything correctly, which is... Uh, Potentially doubtful given how strong or how how good sort of international rugby is and how competitive all the games sh- should likely be between the top teams. Yeah, that, that's spot on. It's, uh, this is the most open World Cup we've had. Um, you just look at the current world rankings and, yep, you know, it's it, this is this is open to anyone, really. 100%. Now, we're re- recording on the 27th of August, Sunday. So I think it's... Only the Wallabies in France that haven't played in the last pre-World Cup game. So, um, look, most of the insights are going to be coming prior to that. We are going to be leading and starting with our uh, team, should I say, mate, the uh, Marty Green and Gold, the Springboks, after what has been a very enjoyable weekend. I will note to anyone listening that Dwight is a South African living in New Zealand, so he'll likely have to uh, rein in his enthusiasm and not uh, slag off the uh, the Kiwis too much for the sake of uh, not getting a few loogies in his coffee on Monday morning in the office. That's probably going to happen already after the performance. <laughs> Regardless but, but, of what you say. <laughs> yeah, listen, it doesn't matter who wins, I'm going to get a bit of stick. Um, but no, I, I was... You know that was a, a marker that game, uh, and but I've got a lot of time, a lot of respect for All Blacks. Um, everyone knows that, um, but you know, listen, when when the Springboks play, that heartbeat just goes up a few few notches. Absolutely, mate. Well, look, I think just as a bit of an intro, uh, a summary of maybe the last eighteen months leading into the World Cup. Um, yeah, obviously, post World Cup we had COVID. Uh, South Africa then went into a Lions tour with basically zero rugby for me overly criticized for playing a, a boring game the reality is when you don't play for sort of 18 months you, you're going to have to re- keep it really simple and, and play to your absolute strengths um, and then I guess from my point of view anyway this is probably my summary is inconsistency uh, albeit have the coaches, uh, are the coaches, again, just getting it right, just at the right time as we are peaking out. I thought, I felt, I felt really, really excited and really confident leading into the last World Cup, having won the uh, Super Rugby, or the, the Rugby Championship, rather, in the lead-up. I just thought there was so much more consistency. 
there's been indifferent results, albeit I think what they've looked to do is try to build a bit of squad depth. Uh, and after a brilliant win in Argentina, um, and now um, an unbelievable win against the All Blacks, yeah, are, are we are we getting a little bit of uh, confidence and a little bit of uh, consistency going in? It looks like it, albeit you know Jacques Nienaber's reign has been one of uh, actually a poor poor winning percentage overall. Yeah, and, and a lot of a lot of turmoil, I guess, also in terms of a lot of things that happened off the field um, has highlighted it. Um, I guess you know coming into this World Cup, if you if you actually look back five years, not even just eighteen months, you know this is what they were targeting when they first took over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, you know by their own admission, that they were lucky to win the last one, uh, and now their their chances to build a legacy. And I think they they're probably the team best positioned to do it. Um, it, it was you know disappointing that they didn't win the rugby championship because I think that was their goal, and yep. they were set up for it. Uh, but you know the performance we got yesterday in Twickenham was the one we didn't get in Auckland um, a few months ago. And if I think if we had done that then, we, they would have been perfectly set up. But in saying all of that, that's why I think, you know, you can't read too much into yesterday's performance. That was New Zealand's first game in Europe. Uh, they looked like they were still on the plane, in fairness to them, yep. where we saw in Auckland what they can do when they switch it on. Yep. But no, I think they're perfectly positioned. I think the coaches have got everyone and everything dialed in perfectly. Uh, the I contrast mean, just... is crazy, isn't it? That that, that opening 18-20 minute stanza, mm. albeit South Africans, uh, what was probably worrying watching it was zero points really on the board. All the pressure on oh, the New Zealand yeah. try line. New Zealand not getting out, which is crazy that you know they they didn't um, really even get over the halfway line. Where New Zealand uh, in New Zealand earlier this year. Yeah, they just absolutely What was it, 25, 25 points in 20 minutes, I think it was. Yeah, crazy. Um, and, and that's the difference in the teams. Y- yep. You know, I was, if we're being overly critical, I, I, I was disappointed the Springboks only scored seven points when the All Blacks had 13 yep. in on the field. Yeah. They, they wasted a lot of chances. Uh, and I no doubt they'll go back and look at that. But they just, that type of team, it, for, for the Springboks to score 50 points like they did the week before in Wales, it says a lot. Yeah, and that's that's where they are. If if there's a weakness, it is that ability to score points. But yeah. it's because that's not their job. Their job is, you know, that slow poison. We're going to grind you. We're going to tie you. And then when you down and out, that's when we we the, the champion. Um, and, and that's their psyche. The, but listen, the, uh, coming back to the squad and just preparation, uh, I think they are well positioned, and that got highlighted. Uh, you know, just we saw it yesterday. Um, eight players have been released back to their clubs, in, including Andre Pollard. You know, I think that's a real big statement and it's a statement of intent by the coaches to keep everyone honest and working hard. You're only going to get, you know, especially if you're a forward and they go for a 7-1 split or a 6-2. Yeah, so, you, po- so got, Pollard's gone back to Tigers. Pollard's, Tigers, yep. There was, Ooh, there was okay. eight of them all released yesterday. Right. Um, you know, so you can imagine the confidence that puts into someone like Amani Libok. Yeah. But what it also means to some of those seasoned players who go, I can't rest on my laurels. So I think, you know, they got the squad well positioned, uh, both physically and psychologically. And they put down a very big marker yesterday. However, there's still question marks around that ability to score points. Uh, You know, Marnie Lubok yesterday was good off the tee, but there's still those question marks. You know, for the Springboks not to have a goal kicker says a lot. Uh, yeah. because that's how you know we we, we will pressure play. through penalties, and that's how that's how we play. So, 
Yep. The, but the, uh, only, the, only, the only caveat to, and I felt exactly the same, the only caveat to not scoring was I thought New Zealand were probably going to, were probably due a card earlier given how many penalties they'd given oh, away, I mean, especially yeah. in this day and age. Five years ago, you used to be able to get away with six, seven penalties, penalties. where I think in the modern game, you know, referees are... And uh, the, their, their problem was they were all the same type of penalty and they're all pretty cynical as well as input too. Listen, all, I mean, all just push, pu- pushing before uh, push. the, the jump in. And not uh, even that, it's, uh, it's making contact in the air. I've, I've yep. taught all my guys to do it. It works really well, but when the refs pick you up on it, you need to stop it, and they did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah, listen, there's learnings for them. Well, let's move on, mate. We'll... Um, I, I'll lead us off in terms of our strengths, and I, I dare say we've probably got similar strengths to note just for everyone uh, that isn't watching um, please jump onto our Instagram page where there'll be a bit of a bullet point format on uh, what me and Dwight are sharing today um, so it's Blueies and Shoeys um, not Blueies the kids TV show uh, that should be pretty obvious but uh, moving on um, so in terms of strengths um, I've got dynamic forward pack the thing I love about the Springboks uh, and their evolution from, and again, this is the modern day game now, you know, the, a prop, like most sports, a prop nowadays has to be so much more mobile. Uh, but when you consider back in the day, there was the Jackler role of a typically a, a six, seven, maybe an eight. I think there's three or four within the Springbok forward pack that are brilliant over the ball. If you think Kitchoff, Marks, uh, Vumulin, you know, uh, and then you've got the, the, the big heavies that are clearing out rucks. It, it, they're so dynamic. They get around the park really well. Um, and it's a standard spring box, I guess, is the big boys. So dynamic forward pack. I've got experienced squad. You know, for thinking about the fact that the Marks, the Kitchoffs, um, and Etzebets, that they could be around for the next World Cup. And so they've already got a World Cup under their belt. They know what it takes to do it, uh, having that experience leading into the World Cup should bode well for the Marnie Lebox of the world, who are the one of a couple that are the new boys in the team and hopefully should have some experienced hands around the shoulders to, you know, especially in tight games or otherwise, you know, giving them that encouragement and keeping them level-headed. With finally, mate, I think uh, big game temperament. Unfortunately, as South Africans... Our our, uh, our proteas have probably let us down on the cricket side, time and time again, and and things just meant that extra pressure leads on to the next, the next one. Where I think ever since '95, being that sort of team that uh, gave the country so much pride and and uh, brought the country together, I don't think, I think it'd be very difficult for non-South Africans to appreciate how. Much yeah, Springboks the, the, the cultural the, the cultural significance of the Springboks is, is, is hard so huge. to measure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, it, it sort of gets me proper riled up. But I mean, the the beauty of it is they also they've got that big game temperament. I think, and when it when there is a one, especially a one off, which obviously knockout stages and the like, uh, that's what they are. They're one off games. Um, you know, I think South Africa have uh, have that big game temperament, which which means like I don't think they're gonna. Uh, yeah, uh, call of their shells, should I say? Hmm. No, I, I'd agree with most of those. Uh, and I think coming back to big match temperament is, you know, one of their key strengths is is they embrace pressure. Yeah. You know, and Skulk Burger said it so perfectly well a few years ago. The best teams never win the World Cup, 
And you've got to look at every World Cup from 87. The best team at the tournaments never won the World Cup. The team that handled pressure the best wins the World Cup. And, and they've got the guys that can do that and they experience, you know, they, they're winners throughout that team um, in yeah. a variety of formats. Um, and and they'll, they'll deliver the goods when they need to. Uh, and that will, that's at least what me and you are hoping. Uh, but you can see it. Um, and that experience stood out to me yesterday massively. Um, you know, when I just watched how it drilled, when you got that old firm together of, you know, Kitzhoff, Marx, Etzebeth, Siakulisi, Peter Steftetoy, and Dwayne Vermeulen, and, um, and Fuff, you know, it's unreal. You watch that, that line out, balls off the top, set, the guys yeah. are there, the box kickers. You know, poor old Richie Mwanga went all brave, caught the ball, landed, and got absolutely folded by Irvin, you know, and the, the counter-rucks on. When they just get into that mentality because they know each other so well, they're they good. Um, coming back to that forward pack, though, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, as, as I've said in the past, if Rolls-Royce made a battle war tank, it would be yep. that Springbok forward pack. You know, uh, they yeah, just... That's a good, good, good analogy. World class. You know, I mean... And, and they experienced, coming back to that, that pack that ran out yesterday, the starting pack, every single player had more than 60 caps. Yep. You know, that, that's worth that's gold. Um, so so that, that's there. But they're abrasive. They're good. You know, as much as they don't, like our props might not have the skill set of some of these other props that you've seen around the world in terms of handling, their ability to do work and to shift bodies and to put scrum pressure and more pressure on is unparalleled as far as I'm yep. concerned. Um, yep. And then yeah, we're just fortunate we've got our locking stocks are immense. I mean, so, and listen, I, I always say it and I'm biased um, because when I was a, 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 you know, scrawny, rangy little kid, I used to have a four or five on my back. But the best teams that win World Cups have always had the best locks, um, you know, and that's been every time. So we, we, we are blessed with the big men there. Um, the other one I would just add is, is probably our coaches. And yeah. I say that because they've brought in that good balance of youth and experienced. You don't want to be the old boys at the World Cup either. Those teams have never won, the yes. teams that are yeah, over-vested yeah. in them. But also just really tactically astute. You know, the 6-2 yeah. splits is classic. They saw the World Cup pool draw happen, what was that, three, four years ago. They said, we've got that many physical games. Our forwards can't play 80 minutes every week. 6-2 split. Um, and also just nuances about how we play. Um, and bringing these variations in. You, you know, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows I've literally tweeted Russi and said, bring in the variations, bring in the variations. Well, man, now we've got them. Yep. So, uh, yeah, no, really impressed just just with the coaches and well, the conditioning. I think, I think, yeah, 100%, man. I think that's in every South African's mind is the reason why we've probably been able to get away with... They've obviously built the credibility so early on, as, as I said, um, Jacques and, and Rossi came on board to win this World Cup yep. won the last one so they've got that credibility in the tank I think if you're taking Jacques well I don't know what, what is a 50% win record yeah. and you put that against other coaches in Springbok history who have had a better record and been chastised by media and, and, and uh, fans I think I think again given COVID and, and the like I think these guys you know they've They've been able to sort of uh, get away with. Uh, no, they have, and there's clearly a master plan there. I mean, listen, yeah. we, as we, we talk, you know, from the outside. Let me tell you, like, you know, when those guys are lo- the other coaches are losing their their win bonuses, which is forty yeah. percent of their paycheck. Yeah, you know, you've got to have a good argument. 
Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And I think, and I think the fans don't get me wrong. We want to win every game, mm. but I think that's where they built the credibility with uh, with the Springbok fans who. I dare say, we trust uh, him. Are, are possibly the most fickle fans uh, fans going. So, yeah, to, we've got to high that, expectations. Have, yeah, yeah, to have that credibility in the bank obviously counts for a lot. But if if we uh, if we put our devils uh, if we play devils advocate, mate, what what, uh, what for you are the the big uh, concerns or weaknesses in the spring box? The number one uh, is the goal kicking. You know, um, spring box games built on pressure um, and pressure on pressure. Uh, yep. Is how that is Scoreboard how they pressure, term it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you know, it's one thing having Franz Malherber. Um, it's another thing turning his. You know, what's he got a fifty something odd percent scrum penalty win rate um, of notching those goals. So that worries me. Let's see how we get on. The second thing, which is just and coming back to the Springboks pool, you know, you get a pool of death, and then you get this pool. Uh, it, it's unbelievable how competitive this pool is going to be. Their inability to score bonus points worries me. Um, I mean, obviously, the last couple of weeks maybe turned that around a bit. Um, yeah. But traditionally, we've really struggled to score bonus points. And I think that might be vital in this pool. Because if you yeah. think that everyone might lose a game, it's going to come down to bonus again, points. Again, even against those, well, I, don't, I don't want to be disrespectful, say mediocre, but tier two nations and the like. Yeah, mm. New Zealand will always. New Zealand could put a B team out and put fifty points on points on. On, on on other teams. Where South Africa would win, yeah, twenty five. We won by twelve 10. points. It's a big victory. Yeah, you know what I mean? Jesus, yeah. yeah, you know. So that, that that's been um, uh, probably a weakness yeah. for many years. And, and the last one that I'm slightly concerned about, but I mean, time will tell. Is just untested combinations. The, the yep. Ford packs kind of sorted, so that that's there. But it's mainly around the nines and the tens and the midfielders and the back three. There's while they're all exceptional players in their own rights and abilities, you know you do need some tested combinations. And yep. I, I'm a bit worried about that, especially the midfield. There's you know um, if you go Delendia and Creel, yep, they've played together a bit. But how much has Creel played with that back three? Not a lot. Yeah. Um, and and for example, you know Esther Hazen for me is his form. Like I, I would struggle justifying not not starting him. It, he hasn't played also a lot in the in the mix. So listen, the, they may be done things. Who knows? But that is just if I, if if we're being critical, that yeah. that's what I'm watching out for. Well, we're hoping the holding something back as you said before, uh, so that we can shock a few boys uh, at the World Cup. The uh, the points I've got are undercooked, which I think goes to your your um, statement again around combinations. Shout out to the goat at Squidge Rugby. I think he point pinpointed it really well as far as what does a four year breakdown look like in a World Cup and and that first eighteen months really trial and error, testing new combinations, and then you look to build consistency. We lost a lot of that. Yeah, you can say yeah, f- fair enough, but you know you should be further along. But the, I think if the, the Moody's and, and others had more time at a 13 or Creel more time and an Estazing combination, you know, at 10, 10 more test matches, you know, I think that's where I'm uber confident of the Springboks, where, again, I'm still sort of just tempering my expectations on, on the back line uh, in particular. Um, goal kicking again, mate, I think is is the overwhelming red flag with, with finally talking about, the back line, I think we've got X factor on the wings, and for me, the guy that unlocked that is is someone like uh, Lukanya M. Yeah, just genius mm-hmm. pass. 
you know, here, you know, when you look at some of the best Springbok tries over the last five or six years, he, he's pretty he's much involved. facilitated a large yeah. part of those, right? And so whether it's a backhand pass, something simple, you know, he, he's a genius rugby player for me. And, you know, he is in the th- one thing I think we'll miss with him is like, because as good as all those guys are on, I mean, like, you know, there's Philly LaRue. Uh, yeah. You, you know some of my thoughts on him, but. They're quite emotional, and they yep. can get if if it gets too heated, too too yes. excited, and it, we yeah, can yeah. loosen Very up a bit. Yeah, yeah, we man, like let's be honest, like that guy never looks stressed. Look on your chewing yeah. gums but in there, cool. But, but, Next if, job. But, if, but if Am plays for the All Blacks, he's getting 10, 15 more touches a game, hmm. and and you, you're seeing the benefits of that. <laughs> where the amount of times South Africa truck the ball up with the Nestes and Dialande. And you don't get He's to got see a clean what rack. this guy. Yeah, and you don't get to see what this guy uh, can do. Yeah, it's obviously a little bit frustrating, but it looks like injury-wise, even I think if there is injuries, he's so undercooked for the last sort of yeah. Time and, and, to, and, and to be fair, like I'm a I'm a huge fan of his. I argue people would hear about him all the time, but he just didn't look comfortable on that knee since he's yeah. been back. Yeah. Um, so you know, and I, listen, knees can be very psychological. And yep. so he, you know, listen, you know, tar- you know pretty tar- young. He's got yeah. time. Yeah, you know, in a tug game, like you've seen against the Lions, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just a bit of magic from him that opens up a Colby or someone and you go. Oh, but, and even defensively, though. I yeah. mean, I remember that he he lit that Lion series up with that one hit he put on Elliot Daly. Yeah, yeah you know, straight away. It just, boom. boom. And yeah. that rattled the, the, the Lions. Yep. Well, let, let's let's move swiftly on, mate. And I think we'll probably, given what we've stated there around our uncertainty with backs and the like, mm. I dare say our our key players might be all positioned one one to eight potentially. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, very much. Uh, I, I, as I say, I think it's good to break it down into to who the key guys are, but then who who's also the the, the guards keep all guards to keep an eye on. Um, for me, it doesn't go more important than, than Marks, Kitzhoff, Etzebeth, and Peter Steff to toy. You know, th- those four are, you know, that's that's your scrum, that's your line out. That, yep. That's your physical, they're the leaders. Um, so I still don't no, think Peter Steff's reached the, the, the levels of 2019 and, and blessed the guy, man. I don't, I don't know how he still walks, never mind, <laughs> plays international rugby with uh, all that all that's happened. If anyone doesn't know, I think his old man's donated... What some cord and uh, some tendon in his leg? Uh, yeah, to, to Peter Steff, you know, he's, he's just a poor lad's been through it. I think but he's had it, both knees done from memory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it is. Yeah, I think Marks is the best in the world for me. Dan Sheehan's extremely dynamic for for Ireland as a runner and probably more mm. elusive as a runner. Uh, but brute strength, uh, brilliant uh, at set piece, brilliant over the ball. Uh, for me, he's just for me, he's yeah. just the, the the ticket to the be, the best at number two. Um, I love Kitschoff and, and I love the, the the strength and depth we've got in the forward pack. Backline, mate. I mean, I think we've said it, the, the wingers, the the Mark two, Cheslin, Colby, Iron Sir, Colby still there. You know, it's just getting those boys the ball. Mm. No, and that's it. Um, I mean, probably now that you also say that the one guy I'll probably left out there is old. Old um, Franz Malherbe, um, you know, his famous saying, uh, the most important person you, you, you pick for your World Cup squad is your tight-head prop. The second most important person you choose in your World Cup squad is your reserve tight-head prop. Yeah. Because if you've got a tight-head prop, you've got the ball. And we, yeah. we proved on Saturday what happens when we can keep the ball. 
um, through set piece. So, so I'd also chuck him in there. And I mean, he is probably the world's premier tight end prop. Um, I, I struggle to see anyone who probably gets close to him, to be fair. I think definitely at scrum time. Um, mm. Again, I think you said earlier about what, what teams, what other props in teams in terms of ball handling and the like. Mm. What would you like in a player? Yeah, what have you got available? Available. What, but, what, what's, nah. your, what's your philosophy? You, are you comp? Poor roll. Can you put Um, um France in an all-back team? I don't know. I mean, I, th- I yeah. think you'll still take him. If you get what I'm saying, he's brilliant. No, no, I, I know, 100% know yeah. what you mean. Like, yeah. And he, he, it's because he plays 45 minutes stop thing, but he yeah. shifts a lot of bodies. Looks, oh, I just yeah, like him. He's, but he's yeah. key to the spring box. So that's it. <laughs> it it, it um, just looks like in terms a of the... you'd have a beer in a pub with, wouldn't you? Oh mate! Apparently, like everything I've ever listened with the, with the Springboks, they said like, mate, he's the brown master. Like you yeah. don't, you know, that's uh, I, I, I can see him there. Um, so so coming to that, the players to watch for me in the Springbok team, you, you know, you've nailed it there. I said Cheslin one point and I've got Cheslin two point which is which is Orenta. Um yeah. The the man is just he's one of those backs that are hungry to score tries, and he's, yeah. he it excites him, and he's exciting to watch. So those are the guys, but I think also just listen, kudos, Sia Kulisi. Uh, I mean, man, we just spoke about knee injuries. You know, people here can't believe anything, and but here he's just it's not, and it's not just yeah. yeah, he's not just the talisman, and he he's literally you know don't get me this is the whole money part of rugby. He's positioning himself incredibly well. He's going to create a lot for his family that he never had. That's all amazing, yeah. but people are forgetting what a good rugby player he is. Yeah. You know, he's this kind of like, he's what I call a six and a half. He's not an out-and-out open side. He's not an out-and-out blind side. But, mate, if he runs with the ball in space, he's dangerous. If on yeah. defense, he is there. And, I mean, you saw it on, you know, on, on Saturday. He just absolutely went straight over Sam Kane. He's supposed to be, you know, one of the All Blacks' most physical players. He just went straight over him. Yeah. He's well, you just, know, yeah. when I think about the All Blacks, I always used to, did I think... Um, uh, Cameron Smith, uh, you know, in the centres, and the same mm. with Aaron Major were that great, but they did the simple things right. They, so they, well. weren't, they weren't the, the guys with all the flash, mm. but it was so vital to the team. And that's what I see with CMN. I mean, the, the guy's mm. an absolute legend. We know what he brings inspirationally to South Africa, yeah. uh, and, he, and he reflects us as a country. So yeah. I think we've probably touched on near enough the whole teammate. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, no, that's a weird if we move swiftly on your shoeys bet, as far as where the Springboks are going to go, mate, where have you got us? Uh, get bearing in mind the unfortunate yep. side of the draw. Where where do we finish up? Sounds like a cop out. It so much though depends on that first game the way I see it. So I've actually, unfortunately, uh, and yeah, I'll, I'll say this with a very heavy heart, but I've got them not getting past the quarterfinals. Uh, because I suspect we'll probably have to play France, and I struggle to see us being in France. We didn't beat them a year ago in France. I think if they get the home roll on, they've got a pack that can nullify our pack, but they've got some exciting backs. They'll get momentum. You know, they're re- Unfortunately, the, you're going to have to do something extraordinary to beat France in France. The whole crown's going to get behind them. Their passion's going to get up. The referee's going to uh, give them the rub of the green you know, and you need to know that you can't cry foul afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, I think yeah, quarterfinals for me. Um, me too. Unfortunately, mate. Reason being is I know I said we've got big game temperament, uh, and I know I said you know again it's a case of each game being a game in itself. But the fact that we've got Scotland, 
who are outrageous, Ireland who are outrageous, to, you know, to, to win those games or lose one and then critical to beat a Tonga and the like, to then play another game of a team of New Zealand or, or France's uh, capability. I, I, I dare say I'd probably play uh, France ahead of New Zealand. Um, that's that's my personal opinion. I just think, uh, despite us losing last time round, we had a player sent off, uh, and then we came back into it. I think if we could push them down the line, and the the French crowd turns against them, which they can do, they quite fickle the French. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd actually I wouldn't mind taking them on. Other other than like you say, the, the likelihood of a, a home nation getting the rub of the green on on the refs whistle all but we're not going to be the, uh, you know, the, uh, we're never going to be the... blaming blaming referees <laughs> but that, that's reality so we'll, yep. we'll we'll leave it there for the spring box hopefully everyone enjoyed that we'll be on to uh, the next team which will likely be Ireland uh, as part of the South African group um, so we'll see you shortly fucking hell that was 